Welcome everybody to another Slab Stocks Morning Market Watch. I am your host Nate, and I'm here today to talk to you about sons. Sons of former Major League Baseball players, baseball royalty. Specifically, sons on the Blue Jays. Because as many of you know, I am sure, the Blue Jays have three sons of former baseball players. We've got Vlad Guerrero Jr., obviously of Vlad Guerrero. Kevin Biggio, Craig Biggio's son, and Bo Bichette, Dante Bichette's son. It's one of those things that usually when you see brothers or sons in the majors, you know, it doesn't always turn out very well. People are expecting a lot, and it kind of is a letdown. You've got the Upton brothers that were good, uh, Justin being a little bit better than BJ. You've got the Seeger brothers, where Corey Seeger is younger slash better than Kyle. Kyle was good. He's having a decent year this year. He had a rough year last year. You have the Jock Peterson and Jace Peterson brothers, where Jace is significantly worse than Jock. Jace was on the uh, Braves last time I saw him. I don't know where he's at now. And then you have like father-son duos. Obviously, the big ones that come to mind are uh, Barry Bonds and Bobby Bonds, um, and then Prince Fielder and Cecil Fielder. Both of those duos did well, but a lot of the time, uh, like Torrey Hunter's son, I haven't seen anything about Torrey Hunter's son in a while. I can look him up real quick while we're talking. But a lot of times, these guys are picked because they are sons of really, really good baseball players, and yet their uh, stats are not spectacular in the minors. Torrey Hunter's son hit 251, 361, 320 in high A this year as a 24-year-old. So he's one of those cases where it seems like he's probably going to flame out before hitting the majors. On the other end of the spectrum, you have the Blue Jay players that are the opposite of flaming out they are excelling in the majors and to much of our surprise the one that's excelling the least is Vlad <coughs> excuse me so I just wanted to talk about their stats a little bit today and just point out how rare it really is for us to see a duo like this obviously Vlad was the most exciting of the trio uh, coming into the year with Bo Bichette being second and Kevin Biggio being a distant, distant third. Uh, oddly enough, Vlad has played the most games, 121 games, 506 plate appearances. And he's had the lowest WRC+, plus, uh, which is weighted runs created, of 107. That's 7% better than league average. And he only has a .5 wins, Fangraphs wins above replacement on the year. 0.5 in 121 games. That is a well below average player. I mean, not below average, but he's, I guess that's that's faulty. Uh, he, if you extrapolated this out, he would not be a starter caliber player for how poorly he's done on defense and how his bat has just been slightly above average. <coughs> Excuse me. Next, you have... Kevin Biggio, who I'm sure many were not expecting too much from, 
he uh, he's always been a huge walk taker in the minors, but uh, with some power, high strikeout numbers in the minors, running 25-26%. And this year, he killed it in the majors. He walked 16.5% of the time. He struck out 28% of the time, but I will always take it 16 percent walk rate if you're gonna strike out that much. He hit 235, 362, 434, good for a 114 WRC plus, and 2.3 wins above replacement in 96 games. Yeah, you extrapolate that out, that is probably roughly in the right around four, I would imagine. Um wins above replacement, which is a very solid player, something that a lot of us were probably not expecting out of Kevin Biggio. Uh, he is definitely Bo Bichette and uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. are nice but Kevin Biggio with those walk rates becomes extremely extremely interesting especially playing second base <clears throat> like he is you know you don't need you don't need to be getting into your big time power like uh, Vlad needs to playing third you just need to be uh competent at the plate and he is very competent um he also uh shifts around a little bit played a lot of second played some left field played some right field played a little first base so uh jack of all trades here maybe a really really good utility player think ben zobris in the future but bobish uh sorry kevin biggio has had a great year very interesting and probably the more interesting of the three players just because of how high his walk rate is like it is extremely hard to walk 16% of the time in the major leagues and yet here he is doing it and then third and the player with the best uh, start to their major league career was Bo Bichette Dante Bichette's son who and Bo Bichette also has a brother Dante Bichette who is not as good just to put it nicely so you have another one of those family dynamics where you know you got father son but you got brother brother and the brother brother is not living up to expectations so Bo Bichette had 46 games this year 212 plate appearances he had 11 home runs he walked 6.6 percent of the time struck out 23.6 percent of the time so the and he he ran a really high BABIP uh, batting average on balls and play of 368 but Overall, he hit 311, 358, 571. This probably is not sustainable because the 368 Bay Bip is high. Expected to drop into probably the 320 range, 310, 320, maybe 330, but 368's drastically high. Um, would like to maybe see a little bit more walks, but I can't complain with 6.6%. Uh, he's about 47 points higher than his batting average. You know, you like to see it a little higher from your stars or else they have to keep running averages in the 300s to be a solid on-base uh, machine. But he had a 142 WRC+, plus, which is by far the best. Uh, Kevin Biggio had 114. Vlad Guerrero had 107. So he was 42% better than league average in his 46 games played, and he was good for 1.7 Fangraphs war. It just, it's incredible to me how all three of these guys have come up and I know Vlad's a little bit of a disappointment and he was the number one overall pick I pick number one overall prospect 
and so there's there's some there's some disappointment there but the fact that he was overall a positive player on the year along with Kevin Biggio being a positive player uh, by a significant margin and Bo Bichette being a positive player by a significant margin Bo Bichette would be on pace for like uh, 1.5 six wins above replacement around there so you got a six-win player, a four-win player, and Vlad, who was the best of the bunch in the minors, equating to like a .8-win player, which is a little rough. But if you move him over to first base, you get him out of third base where he's not good defensively. Uh, you get less of a – you don't get as big of a bonus for a defensive position, but you probably get less of a hindrance to war because defense won't matter as much. So – just something to keep track of is that it is very rare to see uh, sons be as good as fathers. Obviously, Kevin Biggio has a long way to go before he's as good as his father, and Vlad Guerrero has a long way to go before he is as good as his father. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and even Bo Bichette has... A, has A very short distance to go to be as good as his father but his dad he did have some very good years uh, hitting wise just he was right in the middle of those uh, steroid era years he had a year where he had a 984 OPS 874 882 984 890 853 866 895 OPS's all in a row in Colorado which are good years but you mix in steroid era along with uh, the elements in Colorado and it it is not super valuable. Um, so Dante Bichette was worth 5.7 uh, wins above replacement in his career, and Bo Bichette will probably break that next year. So just a little recap on a couple of nice young players that the Blue Jays have. Three sons. A rare occurrence, something that should be of interest to a lot of people, especially because a lot of you were invested in Bo Bichette and Vlad Guerrero Jr. Some of you, I'm sure, were invested in Kevin Biggio. And just uh, just an exciting thing. Exciting for Blue Jays fans to have these three guys playing. You know, that's the dream, having three guys playing third, short, and second for years to come. You can fill either you put Vlad at... at first base or you keep them at third and you fill in first base with any number of guys I mean look at the Rays they got G-Man Choi for nothing he just hit his 18th home run of the season last night on a walk-off he's been a solid valuable player uh, they grabbed Jesus Aguilar from the Brewers who the Brewers grabbed off of waivers from the Indians and he's been not as valuable this year but was very valuable last year you can find a lot of those guys that you can fit into first base and then the Blue Jays have a bunch of pitching in their minors, headlined by Nate Pearson. Their outfield needs a little work, but they got some money. They got their infield mostly set up. Uh, they've got, uh, I can't remember their catcher, Danny Jansen, who's from Wisconsin, as catcher of the future. So in a very bright spot for the Blue Jays, headlined by three baseball baseball royalty, as I like to call it three sons who are playing just as well as their fathers or expected to play just as well as their father 
in Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s case. So anyways, that's just a little recap on uh, something that I found interesting today. Hope you enjoyed this morning market watch. I know it's a little, it's a shorter one, uh, but something that should be just pointed out to all of you. Later this week on at Slab Stocks, we've got our regular uh, Instagram post coming up. I should have an Instagram post about Anthony Rendon coming up later today, which you might find interesting. Aaron's got his posts. We'll probably have another morning market watch in there. And then be expecting maybe another podcast on Thursday. Anyways, uh, from me, Nate, I'd like to thank you all for listening today. And I hope you all have a great rest of your day.